Hello and welcome to the Dr. Richard podcast, the show about health, well-being, fitness and humanity. I'm Dr. Richard Marks. Today I'm joined by Kunal Thakkar. Kunal is an owner of a group of dental practices called Tooth Club. So hello Kunal, how are you? I'm very well, thanks for having me on. Thank you, thanks for coming. And um, tell me about three things that make you smile. Three things that make me smile. Uh, probably the great weather and, and being able to get out and about now post COVID. Um, I think my kids, uh, you know, they make me smile. And then also our, the Tooth Club and our brand. Amazing, amazing. So tell us about the Tooth Club. <laughs> so Tooth Club it stems from kind of my own anxieties of going to the dentist as a child. Um, you know, I always visioned going to the dentist. You know, it's all very blue. It's very scary. Uh, you always hear that drilling noise whilst you're sitting in reception. A bulldog behind reception, so the receptionist isn't very welcoming. And that distinctive disinfectant smell that you spill in a, in a dental practice. All of these things made me feel really, really anxious as a kid. So the concept of Tooth Club is kind of breaking those barriers down. So when you come into a Tooth Club clinic, you're welcomed by really nice staff. Uh, you know, our clinics, uh, particularly the reception area, doesn't necessarily look like a dental practice. So there's a real feel-good factor. And we focus on all of the five senses around smell. Uh, you know, we have great tasting coffees and beverages for our, our patients. Um, and just the whole ambience in, in our waiting rooms is to give patients a really, really nice experience um, and not necessarily the conventional way of going to the dentist. Great. So um, how did you get started in the dental industry and what's your background and career background for that? Yeah, and I get asked this uh, quite a lot. So I'm not a dentist, just to put it out there. I'm not a dentist, but I am a patient and I, everything I look at in terms of our, our business is from a patient perspective and that's always served us really, really well. So my background, uh, so I studied business and finance at university. Uh, I then spent 10 years at Goldman Sachs in investment banking uh, and then followed by another five years at HSBC. Uh, but I always had this passion for having my own business and wanting to um, set up my own business. And um, in, I think it was around kind of 2010, um, I started out a venture of uh, buying dental practices. Very random. A friend of mine said, uh, we were out for drinks saying she wants, she's a dentist. I want to buy a dental practice. And I was like, hey, I want a business. And we kind of um, very drunk that night. We said, let's go and do it. And, uh, you know, the rest is history and we we bought our first dental practice and my friend actually got pregnant with kids took a back step from the business um so i was really driving largely uh the business myself um and loved it i loved the fact that it was a people business we were making a difference to real people real patients whereas in banking i felt it was all about making rich people richer i didn't really feel like i had a purpose and 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 didn't really deliver anything that was really real whereas the patient experience in our clinics was excellent and I love that. Amazing so you talked a little bit about um, obviously that time when your business partner took maternity leave and talk to me about some other challenges that you faced on that journey yeah. to where you are yeah. today. And yeah, I mean, there's been lots of challenges. I think not being a dentist was one of the first things, uh, a barrier, um, particularly when you only own one practice. As I've kind of grown the group, I think I've built a, a lot more credibility. Um, but, you know, I didn't I didn't know what composite was or amalgam was, right? I knew it as a white and grey filling. Um, so really kind of getting to grips with some of that basic clinical, um, you know, 
language and understanding, uh, you know, a lot of the clinical side side of dentistry. Uh, But I've always been very conscious not to get too involved because I always want to remain from a patient perspective. So whenever there's there's an issue or a patient has been unhappy, uh, and look, it happens in every clinic. We don't say we, we, we get loads of them, but when it, when it does, I always look at it from a patient perspective. And I think that's that's served us well. But the challenges have been, you know, it has been challenging when you're talking to another dentist, a clinician, um, and, you know, they've been to dental school five years and probably done loads of post-grad uh, diplomas. You know, it is hard to basically... Uh, have those difficult conversations and and hold that credibility. But the way I did it was really grafting. You know, I worked from the ground. Um, you know, I you know I've I've spent so much time with my people and I've learned from my people and and it's all the people that I've had on my journey that have taught me everything about dentistry. So today I can very easily hold up a conversation with a clinician and I think I can get quite clinical and technical as well. Um, uh, uh, but uh, I think what stood me well is just having a fantastic team and, uh, and surrounding myself with a fantastic team so that if there's an issue that I can't deal with, particularly clinically, they can help me. And do you think you would want to be a dentist? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I've always said, I said, I'm going to go back to, when I retire, I'm going to go to King's and do a BDS. Uh, do you know, um, Do you know? actually, I, I don't think I'm going to go back and do it. I mean, A, it's a five-year course. But one thing that's always been on the back of my mind is, is around doing a dental nursing course. Because, and the reason I do a dental nursing course is because the sector right now, dental nurses are feeling very, very unappreciated. Uh, you know, they're feeling like they're not valued. Um, and actually going back and living their journey and kind of going in surgery as an as an assistant and a support, I think that'd give me a lot more appreciation for for what they they would go through. Um, but I think uh, my wife is a A level. Uh, science teacher so she always says oh you're gonna have to redo your a-levels and do biology and chemistry and probably maths or physics if i wanted to go and do a bds degree but never say never yeah yeah well it's interesting about the dental nurses because um my grandfather was a dentist he was the first then uh, he came from portugal and yeah. he studied in durham um and uh, just after the war um, and my father also is a dentist and things would be very different then you know how and now there's much more focus on the dental team um, the dental nurses are much more involved and they have more um, involvement and responsibility and also they're just more involved in the treatment of the patient and yeah. the way things are done so I think it's a good thing the way that um, we're involved together in teamwork. That's something that I'm really passionate about as well is um, yeah. a dental team and everybody being kind of uh, on an equal way of, uh, of yeah. being involved together. And, and it's and it's so important uh, within the clinics. To, uh, you know, we have cl- we have eight clinics um, kind of all around London uh, or just on the outskirts of London and uh, trying to embed a culture within each of those practices mm. that focuses on teamwork, that focuses on collaboration, um, you know, so important. And we spend a lot of time kind of educating the entire team. Actually, without a dental nurse, we wouldn't be able to do our job. Without a receptionist, we wouldn't do our, be able to do our job. But equally, without a dentist we can't we can't do our job and I think more and more you know the landscape is changing I think dentists really appreciate having a good nurse someone that's really going to support them because let's face it it is a hard job it is a really really tough job you know the dentist has to make sure the patient is okay you know are they feeling comfortable you know have we you know explained everything about the treatment you know have you has a dentist covered all the legal legalities of of uh, dentistry so you know your consents um you know have you done your medical histories 
your your notes. There's that pressure. And then there's the actual dentistry that they have to do when they're actually kind of operating on someone. So it is a really, really tough job. It's really stressful. And I think it's actually very labor intensive as well. And I don't think there's much appreciation for that. But, you know, have, being kind of hunched back into a patient's mouth for eight hours a day it is it is hard work and i think th that pressure is difficult and i think it's just about making sure everyone appreciates the different pressures a nurse is under a receptionist is under and also a dentist is under and hopefully they they collaborate together yeah yeah definitely working together is the way forward yeah, yeah. and what do you see for the future of dentistry in the dental profession in your opinion yeah. you know so i hope that we never have dental clinics that have um the old school, uh, you know, strong disinfectant smell, the old furniture and the old chairs, you know, I, I really, really love this whole new concept. And it's, I don't even think it's new. I think there's a lot of young dentists that are trying to take dentistry to the next level. Um, and whether it be in terms of kind of courses and, you know, people doing more kind of cosmetic treatments like Invisalign and uh, composite bonding and smile makeovers. But I, but I also want to see clinics being modern. I want them to use kind of the up-and-coming technology. So all of our practices have our tarot scanners. You know, our equipment is new. Um, you know, we are, you know, invested in things like, you know, the rotary. I mean, people, you know, I still interview dentists and say, oh, do you have a rotary? Of course we have a rotary uh, for root canal treatment. I wouldn't expect anyone to hand file in this day and age, but there are still practices and clinics out there that expect associates and dentists to hand file root canals. I mean, it's a waste of chair time. It's a waste of patient time. It's not pleasant for a patient and it's certainly not pleasant for a dentist. So, you know, I'm really hoping that the future of dentistry is more technology. Um, you know, there's a big, big focus on kind of, uh, and there's companies that are now kind of using AI within dentistry to take it forward. But I love the energy and the drive to move the industry forward and change that whole kind of perception that it's a horrible experience to go to the dentist it's not actually it's maintenance it's looking after your health um and with the whole zoom effect now you know we're all on zoom and team calls now right yeah no one wants yellow teeth or stained teeth you know you want nice teeth because that's what people are focusing on so i i love that and i love people taking self focusing on self-care um and i hope that's the future Definitely, definitely. And it's a, that new approach on, in dentistry, as you said, or the more modern approach, which is um, putting the patient first and, yeah. and really trying to be gentle and yeah. take into consideration how they're feeling and yeah. make it a pleasant experience as possible. Absolutely. Know. I have a story to tell. So, I had a, 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 so our brand is very young um, and uh, we had a, a, a lady, a 75-year-old uh, uh, lady who came in for a root canal treatment and she's uh, and she had a treatment and she's lying there and she and we have tv screens at the top of the on the ceiling and she lied back and she had a root canal treatment whilst watching an episode of the crown and i love telling that story because she just she you know she said to me she goes it was the best she goes it's the best um dental treatment i've ever had in in my 75 years and i just thought it was such a lovely bit of feedback that she could have a root canal treatment which isn't the most pleasant um but you know she was able to kind of watch her favorite episode of the crown whilst having a treatment done and hopefully it made it a little bit more of a pleasant experience for her yeah i agree and i think um you know we talk about also making them smile not just through the work we're doing but also from the experience we're absolutely we're giving to people absolutely no um i i used to do um locum dentistry and i went to one practice um i'm sure these things wouldn't happen nowadays but it was many years ago and they said oh and we've overspent on the budget this month, so we've been told we've got one size of gloves and this is oh the equipment God. you have. 
<laughs> you have to use it. Oh my god! Uh, do you know it, that is? Uh, do you know that is that is terrible? And that was a dental corporate, you that know, is... who'd sent this down from management on high. Yeah, and you know, as we grow in our group, you know, it's really, really important that you know I'm really focused that we don't become like that as well, and we give the autonomy to the staff that they're with. You know, they have budgets that they work towards, um, but you know, if they've run out of box of gloves, we will absolutely approve them to have an extra box of gloves. <laughs> so you know, it's really giving the practice the autonomy to to make those decisions. And I mean, that's horrific, isn't it? Using the wrong pair of gloves, getting your. I mean, I'd never fit into a small <laughs> small pair of gloves. <laughs> Absolutely. You talked a little bit about your kids. Tell us about them and uh, how old are they? And yes. you know, um so I've got I've got three three kids. So I've got Aria who's eight, uh, Sienna that's six, and then Hugo that is four. So um, no, they're 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 a lovely bunch. They're all at school right now, uh, which is good. Um, but no, they're, they're they're good. And you know, um, I always take them every time we open a new clinic. I always take them to our clinics, and they cut and and they like to like put up a ribbon and cut a ribbon to to do the opening of the practice. Um, and they're well well invested and uh, within with, within Tooth Club. And you know, although I have to tell you, it's hard hard work getting them to brush twice a day uh, <laughs> although we're militant about it but it is it is hard yeah you know what I mean, someone told me this was a good tip and it wasn't me who came up with it but someone told me um obviously the time that people are brushing is really important and yes. now with the electric toothbrushes it's really good because they time them yeah but they said for young people if they put on their favorite song yeah and listen to the full track yeah that's just about right about two, ah, two and a half, i'm gonna try minutes. that tonight actually because we have that classic problem right you, you, you know they put toothpaste on their toothbrush they quickly brush and then they spit and i'm like hey and i'm like i've just literally turned my back on them so i might try that tonight actually play a song that they like and uh get them to do it for three minutes yeah yeah I, i'm told that it definitely works <laughs> <laughs> and um you said that your wife is in teaching yes. so obviously yes. different type of career but yes. um how did you guys meet and yeah the... so uh actually so whilst my wife so my wife is a, is, a, is a teacher um and uh it, it's it's funny because she's actually so behind the Tooth Club brand. Um, and actually, uh, when we were coming up with the brand, you know, we were having coffee. It was actually during lockdown that we created the brand. And, uh, you know, we were having coffee in the kitchen and, you know, coming up with lots and lots of different ideas. So she's been a great backbone of support in kind of uh, driving uh, the Tooth Club brand and the practices. Um, and she's someone that's very honest with me um, and uh, will always challenge me on our strategy, what we're doing. And I think that's really important really healthy to have um because it makes you think it makes you re-challenge everything that we're doing every decision decision we're making um but we've been together we've been married 10 years uh just turned 10 years so um, right amazing yeah <laughs> and uh, we got there we got to 10 years but no she's uh, she's great you know we met um uh, through a f uh, so my friend and her sister and sister-in-law worked together and they kind of introduced us and i she lived in manchester at the time and i said i'm never going to do a long distance relationship you know i want you know if i'm going to meet a partner they're going to be london based and i went up on a stag to manchester and met her and um you know coffee turned into lunch turned into dinner and then she came out for drinks with us and um yeah so and then 10 years on three kids later we're here <laughs> brilliant brilliant so i've got an interesting question if you were to give advice to a younger person who was just about um to graduate from university what would you say to them yeah um it's a really good question. I'd say be a sponge, learn, learn and learn. Um, and, you know, and do it without arrogance, do it without any sort of 
preconception that you know it all because I can assure you you don't um, and you know I've now been in dentistry for about eight years and eight years on I'm still learning something new every single day and uh, and, and that's the fun in it as well that is actually the fun that the learning is the fun so you know uh, so as you come out of university you know use every mentoring every shadowing opportunity that you get build a really really good network I mean dentistry is a very small place people know each other people are very well connected and you know if you build a good network you know you can really use those relationships to your advantage and 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 not in a manipulative way but in a really positive positive way because actually if you have a network whenever you get stuck on a clinical case or you've got a question you've got a huge amount of support around you and I think that's really really important um, I'd say always look to upskill yourself you know coming out with a BDS degree I think that's great but it is just a start you know go and you know make sure you're constantly looking at your own work take lots of pictures and see the progress that you're making clinically in your work and get feedback Get feedback from your st from, from staff that work around you, from people that are more senior than you. And also, most importantly, get feedback from your patients to see what they felt about you, because that's the way you're going to improve. Um, Absolutely. Very good. Very good. No, I think um, just as you said there, you know, um, the lifelong learning thing is very important. And I think as long as you're challenging yourself, you're learning something new, you'll always be interested in the profession. And, yeah. you know, so many things are happening now. Yeah. It's actually a really great time to be in dentistry with digital dentistry and Absolutely. more gentle techniques and yeah. and the better patient dental relationships. So. Yeah. Uh, if you keep on learning, then you'll always be interested. I think yeah. it's when you um, start to get into just a pattern and yes. almost like a machine. Yeah. That's when it becomes non-challenging and then you're not going to have that passion about it. Absolutely. And look, we, we spoke about our kids, right? Uh, and I said uh, about my kids, you know, the most important, and I get asked a lot, oh, do you want your dent your kids to be dentists? And actually, I don't want my kids to be dentists. What I want my kids to be is someone that makes a difference in the world, that comes in and has an impact and tries to change things and pushes boundaries. And I'd say to every clinician, you know, make a difference every single day, whether it's the patient, whether it's on the sector, the industry. And there's some really good people right now really trying to push, um, you know, push those boundaries and, you know, in terms of courses that are available, but also AI. AI is the future. And I think dentistry, AI in dentistry is going to be really, really important. Climate change, as we all know, is so important and is such a big focus right now. You know, we use so much plastic in dentistry, hmm. so much plastic. Absolutely. And I think there is a huge opportunity um, for us to kind of look at, uh, look at how we're using plastic and for someone to really change that up. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. We talk a lot about health and wellness and nutrition and, and different things on, on this podcast. So how do you approach your own health and wellness, um, both general health and mental health as well? And how do you look after that with the challenges you face? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting, interesting topic. And uh, I'm going to get a little bit personal. I'm going to start on the mental health side. So I'm someone that has suffered with some mental health um, uh, issues and, uh, you know, and through through the stresses of life, whether it's work, uh, whether it's, um, you know, home life, you know, we have, a, you know, I lead a very, very busy life. Um, you know, three kids, married, you know, the stress of a mortgage, bills, business. At one point I had a business and I was working full time. So, you know, 
it's it it takes its toll right it really really does and you know and you know one thing that i try and instill in my kids is about building resilience but resilience comes from from talking from feeling comfortable but feeling that they can they can share things so mental health is super super important and the way that i've managed my own mental health um in particular is really um around i meditate every day um you know very simple calm app 10 minutes a day and, and that that for me has been life-changing um personally i pray um so that helps me um and then also going to the gym every day and you know for me the gym was really different it was very much i used to go to the gym to look good aesthetically look good and wanted to be really really slim and you know um and and, and i used to feel good from doing that whereas my mindset on on the gym has changed i used to go to the gym three times a week absolutely hate it and it was all about pting and how hard can i work in the gym and kill myself and you know and and look good whereas now the mentality has changed actually i go to the gym to help with my mental health i do it to, be, to feel good I, I do it so i get a bit of me time and away from everyone and listen to my favorite podcast or 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 tv show and so, so that's how i kind of kind of deal with um with, with with mental health and then subsequently i feel like you know mentally if you're in the right place you can make the right decisions around food and exercise as well so i think it's all kind of very much linked interlinked yeah i absolutely agree with that and you know um the impact of gym on mental health is such an important one. Yeah. So what are your other kind of hobbies and interests um, as a yourself and as a family? Do you yeah. guys like to travel or do you like to, what do you do in your free time? Yeah, we love to travel. Um, so I, I guess free time is a, is a really interesting one, right? Because <laughs> there's not any. <laughs> there's not much more. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, most of it gets uh, consumed with taxiing my kids from one club to another. <laughs> um, but no, I think, uh, you know, we, uh, we love our holidays. Uh, we do. And we, and we find the time away on holiday really, really precious because life is so fast paced. So, you know, those times away are really important and, and disconnecting. And, um, you know, I think I think aside from that, I think being present in what we're doing has been is really important and a real focus for us. So, you know, if I'm at home and I'm with the kids and it could be simple as though we're baking a cake, I'm really there and I'm really present. I'm not there on my phone checking a, a message um but then equally when i'm at work you know i say to my wife unless someone's dying don't call me and you know it's just that getting that balance right between work and home life um but yeah it's um uh, so so yeah most of my passion and time is now is, is is now really family time um and that's really important i want my kids to grow up having a a really a really good um memory of a really nice childhood and that's really important to us and what about your own um, upbringing and your own family? What kind of journey did you have growing up that kind yeah. of also inspired you and led you to where you are now? Yeah, and it's it's interesting. So I I come from uh, so I come from a a, a I say humble background, but we never went without, right? So we we always had, uh, you know, we always had the basics. So uh, my parents were immigrants. They, uh, my mum came over from Africa. My dad came from from, from India, um, and they moved over here. And they grafted, and that's where I learned how to graft, and I learned how to work hard. And I think anything I've achieved in my life is not uh, is not through anything but hard work um, and and grafting and and luck as well. I think you know there's always a, a little bit of luck. So. For me, my parents' influence has always been very much about work hard, um, you know, whether it was painting a bedroom on, on a weekend or, um, you know, helping out in our shop. Um, that, that kind of mindset has always been 
been with me. So growing up, you know, I'm I'm from an Indian family. Um, I've got one sister and a mum and dad. And and home life was always good. It was it was always loving, very nurturing. Um, but I did see my parents work really really hard, and I saw, um, you know. But then on the flip side, my dad retired at the age of fifty three, um, and uh, with a property portfolio. So where they started to where they got from came from a lot of hard work, and I saw that. I saw that success, um, but also it kind of built a bit of a fire and drive in me that I always wanted, um, you know, a good life for my family. And do you think that you can teach people ambition and drive or do you think it's something that they're born with or do you think, again, it's something that they see from their family? Yeah. You know, is it innate in someone that makes them want to achieve something? It's it's an interesting question. It's a question I have for my wife because we sit there (laughs) analysing my kids. Who's going to be the one that has the most fire and drive? And and actually, you know, because I look at myself, I don't know necessarily if I had that drive and fire when I was when I was really really young, I mean, you hear these stories where people were selling sweets in in the playground and had re- had this real big entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I'm I'm a believer it comes with time, and I think there's things in life that happen that make you change your mindset. Um, and there's a couple of kind of times in my life where, you know. I, I failed my A-levels as an example. When I failed my A-levels, um, that was a, a real pivotal moment for me because I was like, right, I'm never going to fail again. And actually what I've learned is there's so much to learn from failing. Um, and actually that failure taught me so much. And it was actually, that was the start of that fire and drive within me. But there's been other moments in my life where I failed. And they've always, uh, and, and we call these things failure, but actually, do you know what? It's a door closed and another two doors open um, because both uh, the two distinct times I'm thinking in my mind where I feel like I failed, they've opened huge amounts of opportunity for me. Um, so uh, so I think for the, to the answer, kind of the fire and dry, I think there's moments in your life that can change that and that can shape that can shape you. If you've so far don't feel like you've had that drive and fire, there's no better time than to start now and really focus. And, and, and all I'd say is it takes put one foot in front of the other you do not need to run you just need to do one small thing every single day that's different to to achieve it yeah absolutely absolutely um so what advice would you give to someone who was looking to be an entrepreneur yeah um what advice would i give so don't leave it too late is is the one thing. I wish I'd started my journey five years before I did. And I, 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 my corporate upbringing of working within Goldman Sachs and HSBC were fantastic. And they put me in a very, very good position. Um, but personally, I felt five years would have been enough. I didn't need to do 15 years of it um, to, to be able to take away the key learnings. Um, so... Um, and then I, I said as an entrepreneur, I said, you know, make sure you've got a plan, you know, sit down with a pen and paper. You don't need to have all the answers, but you do need to start thinking about what the questions are. And once you've got the questions, you can then start to answer, answer them. Um, be brave. Um, it can be lonely sometimes. It can be a bit scary, um, but the rewards are great. You know, you know, when we have successes, the feeling is like no other. So, um, you know, there's lots of ups and downs. Um and most importantly, actually, that the advice I'd give to any entrepreneur is make sure you make some you time, because what you find as an entrepreneur, you get sucked into everyone else and everything else. Um, and the one person that kind of gets left behind is yourself. So be a little bit selfish and make some time for yourself. Yeah, I always say as well is that if you don't give time for yourself, then you won't be able to give to absolutely. other people, you know. And, um, absolutely. I think so. that's absolutely right. And uh, I think people can only have the best version of you when you've kind of given yourself some time and space to, to focus on you. Great. So I want to kind of um, 
wrap up with talking about the future. Yes. So what do you see for the future of the brand? Yeah. yeah. And what do you see for the future for yourself? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so with Tooth Club, so Tooth Club, the brand is a group of dental practices. We're predominantly retail based. So we're based on commercial high streets. Um, and uh, the reason we're in commercial high streets is because there's a big footfall. We can really tap into the local community. The dynamics of high streets are changing where they used to be, you know, closed shops and a lot of retail type units. You know, the, the high street's changing to restaurants, to coffee shops, to bars, um, and dental practices. So we find that we get a great footfall there. And I think uh, for us, our brand is all about being very, uh, you know, being affordable, being accessible to patients. Um, you know, we're not overly expensive. We're not cheap. I'll be honest with you, we're not cheap, but um, we are affordable. Uh, and we do lots of things like finance for patients and offer, offer patients opportunity to kind of um, pay, pay over um, kind of a couple of years for their treatment but I guess the brand is really about breaking those barriers and constantly trying to give our patients the best experience in a dental practice and I hope um, that we continue to do that you know today we have really nice smells and we have Netflix on the screen but tomorrow if it's something else that gives our patients a better patient journey um, and uh, we will absolutely do that um, I think we're continuing to invest in our teams because we can have the nicest TVs and the prettiest looking dental practice but it's a people business and I'd really focus on the fact that it's a, a you know dentistry is all about people it says we are as good as our weakest clinician and our weakest nurse and our weakest receptionist and i and i really really focus on that so constantly focusing on training our team is is really really important um and kind of in terms of the future i hope to have a lot more practices um what i won't do is i won't become a corporate group where we have uh, a lot of practices and then start to compromise on the service levels that we're offering our patients that's not our strategy um it's better to do less and do it well than do a lot and and uh, and get the the patient experience right only 50 percent of the time for me that's not not good enough so the future is to do to do less but do it really really well uh, but i do hope that we'll have kind of a lot more units over the next uh, couple of years this year in particular we should be up to about 12 um and then hope to 15 16 next year so watch this space and and in terms of kind of the the future as well i'd really like to be um you know part of the change in dentistry around climate change and looking at kind of consumable products that we use um and you know if the opportunity arises to get involved in ai i would love it i don't know enough about it um but you know the future uh, who knows so i'd like Brilliant. to be part of the the change in dentistry amazing amazing thank you for joining me Kunal it was really really interesting to hear your journey and how you put yourself in the patient perspective and how it brought about Tooth Club um, to follow Kunal it's at Tooth Club UK and also www.toothclub.co.uk and thanks for listening um, if you like today's show please rate and view wherever you get your podcast it was presented by me Dr Richard Marks and for more about me and my clinic I'm on at doctor underscore richard underscore or visit www.drrichardlondon.com the dr richard podcast is a pop people production it was recorded at spiritland studios and the music is by delhi music and we will see you next time